This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's bring you the latest now on the brutal strike involving Western Forest products on Vancouver Island. Started last summer, now dragging into month number eight for thousands of workers out of a job. I remember before Christmas with Premier John Horgan sort of offering a glimmer of hope to these families, saying he wanted that strike settled and he expected it to be settled quickly. Didn't happen. Instead, there was that very grim Christmas for those families affected by this strike. The strike is now dragged on into the new year. And now some more terrible news. Yesterday, the mediators in the dispute have pulled out of the talks, including Vince Reddy. This is the guy who's earned a reputation, I think quite rightly so, was a miracle worker when it comes to bringing two sides together in a labor dispute. And when this guy's throwing up his hands and walking away, you know that this strike is uh, far from being settled, despite what Horgan had to say weeks ago. Let's check in now with Gabby Wickstrom. She is the mayor of Port McNeil, kind of ground zero for this dispute. I'm very pleased to welcome her. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for coming on. This must be terrible news yesterday to hear that these mediators have pulled out. When did you get that news and what went through your mind when you heard it? We got the news in the afternoon, late afternoon, actually just as I had ran over to the parking lot behind the hotel where the Loonies for Loggers ladies were handing out food to, to people who were in need gave him a big hug, and it was shortly after I found out that uh, the mediator walked away. Why have the mediators booked out here? Do you know? Well, obviously, the both sides are at an impasse. They, yeah. I believe they said that they just don't see a way in the immediate future to assist them uh, in a resolution. Yeah, terrible news. I mean, I've talked to Vince Reddy over the years, and this guy has solved some labor disputes that looked absolutely hopeless so if this guy's walking away i think that's a terrible sign what's been the reaction in in the community to this to this news now oh it's people were just are sick you know we i'm walking around with a big knot in my stomach and i'm sure that there's others that feel exactly the same and worse Um, as long as we heard that the mediator was there there was always that little bit of hope. I'm not surprised, though, honestly, that they've walked away. It's been a number of months that they've been there, and they haven't reached anything by now. Something I want to communicate to people in the city, when I watch the news and I hear 3,000 striking workers, I think, I would think, well, who cares? They asked to go on strike. You know, they they voted for a strike. But even at that time, it was 3,000 striking workers and 6,000 approximately count... um, contractors who are caught in this dispute. That was way back in July. And now, fast forward, we've got mills that are shutting down um, in a number of different communities, and we've heard that's another 4,000 direct and indirect. The coffee shops, all the things I mentioned that was played just earlier before I came on, all those things. You know, I was at the coffee shop this morning, and uh, the one that I've been talking about, one employee, which is the owner, um, or an employee and the owner, that woman was crying. She hasn't paid herself in three months. She can't afford gas for her vehicle. She can't afford the propane to light up the stoves in the back. That's why they're not serving food. It is horrible. And that's just one. I'm sure if I walk through, which I'm planning on doing, speaking to people, 
there will be story upon story. This is do or die time right now. These people are on the precipice, and they're not going to survive much longer. What kind of struggles are people going through? I mean, you've described some of them, but I imagine there must be people who are having trouble making the rent, making mortgage payments, making car payments, maybe even thinking of packing up and leaving town. What, what kind of stories are you hearing about how people are dealing with this? We're, we're hearing that there's people who can't make their hydro bills, and some have been cut off. Um, we're hearing about people who have had deaths in the family and they can't afford to go to the funeral in the interior because the cost is just too high. You know, we've even heard on the island here that somebody who, you know, people who are who have livestock can't get chips for their livestock. So it's not just the forest industry has trickled into so many more areas than you can even possibly imagine. Right. It, it has a, like you said, kind of a trickle-down effect, too, for the wider economy. What's been the impact on sort of, you mentioned sort of coffee shops. I just, I, I imagine it's what every business is affected by something like this. Absolutely. So the ones that are direct service to the forest industry, some of the fuel companies, 60% reduction in business. But even the ones wow. such as the drugstore, they have about a 30-40% drop in business. There's people being laid off all the time. And, and like the woman at the coffee shop said, where do I go to get a job? There's nothing available for me. She doesn't have another option. You know, I'm a, I'm a business owner as well, and if, if I couldn't make bills because the economy was slow at the time, I could go anywhere and get another job to supplement my income. That is not an option for people. Speaking to Port McNeil Mayor Gabby Wickstrom about the continuing Western Forest product strike, terrible news on this strike yesterday with the mediators involved walking away from the table. And as you heard her say that, I think 3,000 workers, that's, that's the number that gets in the headline. But like you said, there are bigger numbers of contractors and other people affected by the spin-off damage. And I think that's something that's important for people to keep in mind, is the scale of this thing. I mean, this thing is huge. Well, and the question has to be asked, when do the gains outweigh the, the costs? And, and we are now at, at the place where yeah. it's outweighing the 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 gains are outweighing, or the costs are outweighing the gains. You know, the the government has a number of things for the Section 8 Labor Code. So mediation services and a special mediator, that's what they've done. And they've reported to them and, you know, given them their findings. The only thing really that's left is an industrial inquiry commission, and it's meant for exactly this kind of situation. I'm just going to quickly read. It says, The Minister of Labor and Citizen Services may appoint an industrial inquiry commission to maintain or secure relation stability and promote the conditions leading to the settlement of disputes. So this is a specific mandate that comes from the minister. And the union and and the employer can agree to be bound by the report or not, but it is a report that's an independent report, and it is made public. So I really don't see any other option. No, I mean, I think the government should have done that a long time ago and instead of letting this drag on for eight months. I I totally agree with you. Uh, We're going to get into uh, in the next segment about some of the options that are available to government, but how they can intervene here. I think it's long overdue. I remember talking to you many weeks ago when this strike was dragging on, and you told me what it was like for you as the mayor in this town. And you said that, some days it's almost like being a, a grief counselor as, as you deal with kind of the emotional toll from this. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, what kind of emotions are people going through and what are you sort of seeing on the front lines? Well, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. You know, you hear about them not being able to pay bills. You hear about um, a young family who was, who was set up for, you know, whatever could happen. They always tell you you should have three months saved up. They had a considerable amount of money saved up. 
they have nothing left. Their husband now has to go and work somewhere else, can't even afford plane ticket back home again. And so now the wife, she is a, a single mother at home raising the kids. The woman at the coffee shop crying because she can't, you know, she can't afford a phone bill. She can't afford her gas. Those are the kinds of things that keep me up. These are the people that are caught in the crossfire right now. Yeah, and these are the kind of things that can destroy families, really. I mean, you can have family families sort of splitting up, and you know, husbands and wives sort of splitting up with the anxiety and stress over stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, we've heard there's school lunch programs, triple the uptake in those lunch and breakfast wow. programs. And some of the people who manage them said kids are coming up to them saying, I wish I could get a job so that, you know, my mom and dad don't have to worry so much. What's your message to Premier John Horgan this morning about what should be done here? Come, come to these communities. Come yeah. and talk to people. Don't just talk to the people who are on the picket line, because that's one aspect. But talk to the broader community. Walk into the coffee shop. Look at that woman who's crying because she can't pay her bills. Talk to the young mother who's now raising the children on her own. And talk to all these people who are deferring their mortgage payments and, and will have to you know, possibly have a year's worth of mortgage payments to catch up on again. Come and look them in the eye and come and tell them that the best solution is reached at the bargaining table. Thank you for coming on. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. That is Gabby Wickstrom. She is the mayor of Port McNeil. Just kind of ground zero for this Western Forest product strike. This is a brutal strike. It's dragging on into month number eight now. 3,000 workers out of a job. But as you heard her describe there, the spinoff effect, the thousands of contractors and other dependent businesses also on tough times in northern and central Vancouver Island. I think the government should be intervening here, and they should have been intervening a long time ago. John Horgan, I'm telling you, in the year-end interviews he did with the media before Christmas, laying out the hope for people that he wanted this strike ended and he wanted it ended fast. I think a lot of people got their hopes up when they heard him say that. Now here we are many weeks later, and it continues to drag on. I think the government should be intervening here. We'll talk more about that when we come back. Stick around. Hi, welcome back. This is Mike Smith filling in for Simi Sarah as we continue talking about this brutal forestry strike on Vancouver Island. 3,000 people out of work for going on eight months now. But as you heard the mayor of Port McNeil describe there in the last segment, this affects so many other people beyond the employees that are directly impacted by this strike. You've got 9,000 contractors who are feeling the pinch on this and a lot of them out of work. You've got all the dependent businesses up and down these small towns on the north and central uh, portions of Vancouver Island. I'm telling you, if there was a strike like this going on in the lower mainland, I think the BC government would have intervened a long, long time ago. Instead, this thing continues to drag on. The worst news possible yesterday is with Vince Reddy and another mediator walking away from this table. This guy has got a reputation as the miracle worker. If he's walking away, this is a problem, and I think it's way overdue for the government to do some more intervention here. Now, the line from the B.C. government on this strike has been very consistent that they want a deal at the bargaining table, and they didn't want to get more aggressively involved. They have taken some steps to help. The most recent one was a program for logging contractors affected by this strike. They can apply uh, for loans from the government to help make payments on their logging equipment. There have been some other measures the government has brought forward here to help people impacted by this brutal strike. 
But more and more people, as you heard the mayor there say, we want something more aggressive uh, in terms of intervention from this government. What about an industrial inquiry commissioner? This is open to the government. What about some other steps that the government can do? Way, way overdue for the people who are suffering from this strike. Let's check in with the uh, liberal opposition now. John Rustad is the liberal forest critic, and I'm very pleased to welcome him. Hi. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing great. Thanks for coming on. What went through your mind when you heard that Vince Reddy, the, the greatest mediator we got here in the province, has walked away from this dispute? Well, I can tell you um, what first came to my mind was the families that are being impacted. And, and it goes beyond, as you said, the, um, the, the actual people on strike, uh, the families, the mom and pop little shops, coffee shops, etc., but also throughout the forest sector, you've got Mosaic that is now uh, still off now for more than two months, 2,000 people directly impacted by that, and all the spin-offs up and down the coast. Our forest sector on the coast is in a crisis, and I, I just, for the life of me, I can't understand why this government doesn't step in and be able to help this sector get back on its feet. Okay, well, the government says they are trying to help, and they also say consistently that the best way to settle this is at the bargaining table with a, a negotiated settlement, which I think a lot of people would agree with. That That's the best way to get out of this is a deal. But if you can't get a deal, what sort of options are left? Well, this, this is the challenge. You know, you have one player that has said they would be willing to accept binding arbitration. Uh, they'd be willing to accept recommendations uh, from Vince Reddy. The other side... Has said, which which no side way, which not. side which side wants the binding arbitration or is open to it? Um, the company Western yeah. has said publicly they're willing to accept binding arbitration. They would right. be willing to accept recommendations coming from Vince Reddy, and the USW has refused. And so we are in that situation where um, you know negotiations aren't going to go anywhere, and unless there is recommendations that come forward uh, through an industrial inquiry commission or through work with Vince Reddy. There isn't going to be the impetus at the table to actually get a deal done, and this could carry on for a long time yet. Okay, USW, as you mentioned, is the United Steelworkers Union, and this is a union that is particularly close to the NDP, correct? Yes, they have. Uh, they were the largest donors, the largest backers of the of the NDP, and so yeah. the NDP isn't basically willing to step in and do anything unless the USW gives them permission to do it, and that is a very unfortunate situation. Okay, when there are so many people suffering here, at some point I think there's a tipping point. And I think Horgan, I mean, I sat down with John Horgan before Christmas, and he did legitimately seem to me like he wanted this deal done. He wanted this thing resolved. And I don't think it's a question of him just sort of sitting back saying, I don't care. I think he wants the deal done. But in an industrial inquiry commissioner, which for some reason the government has resisted to this point, how would that work and how would it help, in your opinion? So the Labour Code has a number of tools available to government um, to help resolve the situation. So it's not a matter of coming in and, and uh, legislating a deal. And what an industrial right. inquiry commission does is you, you uh, employ a couple of people that go in, they talk to both parties, they um, um, look around at the industrial standards that are around what else is being done uh, throughout the province and, and the region, and then come with some recommendations to government to say, this is what's happening at the bargaining table. This is what um, is happening, you know, in, in terms of uh, industry around the province. And here's where we think a deal could be struck. And so it, it goes in, 
And it, you know, it calls it like it is. It points figures if somebody's being a jerk at the table. Um, you know, it, it reports on that and uh, says this is where we think, you know, a deal well, can be struck. And it can be used at the table then by the by both parties to say, let's get this done. Yeah, but if you got a guy like Vince Reddy, who's been involved here, a veteran mediator who has seemed to bridge unbridgeable gaps in the past and he can't get a deal, how is some other sort of bureaucratic exercise going to make any difference? I mean, I guess my question to you is, does the government need to intervene and legislate a settlement? Just in 30 seconds here we got. Well, the bottom line is if an industrial quarry commission can't do it, then uh, there is very few other options. And when you look at the number of people being hurt by this, uh, I think it's incumbent upon government to uh, ease that pain, be able to get the industry back on its feet and find a way to be able to bring those parties together. And if that has to be legislation, then, uh, you know, it would be a last option, but it has been done in the past and it is available to them. Thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Take care. Okay, that's John Rustad. He's the Liberal Forestry Critic. They got to do something. That Industrial Inquiry Commissioner, it should be done today.